0: It's a new day and a new episode of the One-Year Bible Tour Guide Podcast. Today is December 4th. My name is David McAdam, pastor and Bible teacher at New Life Community Church in Concord, Massachusetts, and I have the privilege of serving as your tour guide, reading today's portions from the One-Year Bible, and pointing out highlights that I hope will prove to be helpful. We will be completing the book of Daniel today, and thereby completing the section known as the Major Prophets. We will pick up where we left off, where Daniel was describing a dictator, a lawless one, operating in the spirit of Antichrist. We will be seeing how some of the prophecies of Daniel in the Old Testament dovetail with some of the New Testament writings of the Apostles Paul and John, especially what we read today about the spirit of Antichrist in his epistles and the person of the Antichrist in the book of Revelation, which we will be reading about later this month. Scholars believe that the Apostle John wrote these prophecies after the destruction of Jerusalem and at the end of the first century. So let's get started in the book of Daniel, beginning where we left off yesterday. We are in Daniel chapter 11, and we will start with verse 36 and read through to the end of the book, chapter 12, verse 13. Verse 36 starts with this Antichrist figure. And the king shall do as he wills. He shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god, and shall speak astonishing things against the god of gods. He shall prosper till the indignation is accomplished, for what is decreed shall be done. He shall pay no attention to the gods of his fathers or to the one beloved by women. He shall not pay attention to any other god for he shall magnify himself above all. He shall honour the god of fortresses instead of these. A god whom his fathers did not know, he shall honour with gold and silver, with precious stones and costly gifts. He shall deal with the strongest fortresses with the help of a foreign god. Those who acknowledge him he shall load with honour. He shall make them rulers over many, and shall divide the land for a price. At the time of the end, The king of the south shall attack him, but the king of the north shall rush upon him like a whirlwind, with chariots and horsemen, and with many ships. And he shall come into countries, and shall overflow and pass through. He shall come into the glorious land, and tens of thousands shall fall, but these shall be delivered out of his hand, Edom and Moab, and the main part of the Ammonites. He shall stretch out his hand against the countries. And the land of egypt shall not escape he shall become ruler of the treasures of gold and of silver and all the precious things of egypt and the libyans and the cushites shall follow in his train but news from the east and the north shall alarm him and he shall go out with great fury to destroy and devote many to destruction and he shall pitch his palatial tents between the sea and the glorious holy mountain yet he shall come to his end with none to help him. Chapter 12, The Time of the End At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, And some to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars for ever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others stood one on this bank of the stream, and one on that bank of the stream. And someone said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the stream, How long shall it be till the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the stream. He raised his right hand and his left hand toward heaven, and swore by him who lives for ever, that it would be for a time, times, and half a time, and that when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things would be finished. I heard, but I did not understand. Then I said, O my Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? He said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. Many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand but those who are wise shall understand. And from the time that the regular burnt offering is taken away, and the abomination that makes desolate is set up, there shall be one thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he who waits and arrives at the one thousand three hundred and thirty-five days. But go your way till the end, and you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of the days. And this concludes our reading from the Old Testament, and this concludes our reading of the book of Daniel. Our reading today started with an account of the dictator operating in the spirit of Antichrist. It is a description of the rule of Antiochus IV Epiphanes, but we can see how he exemplifies the spirit of many of the world's dictators who have deceived, oppressed, and put to death their opponents throughout history. Daniel chapter 11 verse 44, he is also a clear foreshadowing of the man of sin, the man of lawlessness, the son of destruction, the Antichrist who is to come, as described by the Apostle Paul in his second letter to the Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1-4 through 4 read, Now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to Him, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter as if from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come let no one in any way deceive you for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed the son of destruction who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called god or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God displaying himself as being God Daniel is told that this ruler will magnify himself above all gods. He will manipulate others and barter for domination. Daniel chapter 11, verses 37 and 38. He will turn to the god of fortresses, Satan, who glorifies war. Yet this dictator will face rivals. Egypt and Syria both will oppose him as he occupies Israel. So will the Lord. Just when he appears to be unstoppable, countries are rescued out of his hand and he will come to his end and no one will help him daniel chapter 11 verse 45 this reminds us of what will happen to the antichrist then that lawless one will be revealed whom the lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming second thessalonians chapter 2 verse 8 chapter 12 describes a great tribulation. This will take place beyond 300 years in the future when Antiochus Epiphanes desecrates the temple or 500 years in the future when Titus of Rome in 70 AD destroys Jerusalem. It describes the period that John the Apostle saw when he was on the island of Patmos in the last decade of the 1st century. He spoke then about these events as things to come, meaning that they had not yet occurred in Revelation chapter 1 verse 19. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, we read, Now at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise, and there will be a time of distress such as never occurred since there was a nation until that time. And at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be rescued. Michael is the angel who stands guard over the Jews most likely he is the angel spoken of in Exodus chapter 23 verse 20 the angel who continually stands guard over the Israelites behold I'm going to send an angel before you to guard you along the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared Exodus chapter 23 verse 20 the resurrection of many unto eternal life is described in Daniel chapter 12 verse 2 this is the first resurrection that takes place with the coming of Christ others will be raised to disgrace and everlasting contempt but not until the thousand years are completed in revelation chapter 10 verse 5a in revelation chapter 20 verse 5 we read the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed this is the first resurrection blessed and holy is the one who has a part in the first resurrection over these the second death has no power but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. Revelation chapter 20, verses 5 and 6. Daniel is told to seal up the book. It is for the end of time. The next phrase takes us forward through the century to more modern days. Many will go back and forth. There will be an increase in transportation, and knowledge will increase, predicting the information age. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. In verses five through thirteen, Daniel sees the man clothed in linen for the last time. This glorious being swears by him who lives forever that this time of trouble is specifically for time times and a half, an expression usually denoting three and a half years. After that, all these events shall be completed. Daniel chapter twelve, verse seven. Daniel asks the question, What will be the outcome of these events? Daniel chapter twelve, verse eight. We should take note of the response he receives. Daniel is assured that he will have a part in the future kingdom on the earth long after he dies. In Daniel chapter 12 verses 9 through 13, he said, "Go your way, Daniel, for these words are concealed and sealed up until the end time. Many will be purged, purified, and refined, but the wicked will act wickedly, and none of the wicked will understand, but those who have insight will understand." From the time that the regular sacrifice is abolished and the abomination of desolation is set up there will be one thousand two hundred and ninety days how blessed is he who keeps waiting and attains to the one thousand three hundred and thirty five days but as for you go your way to the end then you will enter into rest and rise again for your allotted portion at the end of the age what a blessing it must have been for Daniel to hear that he had a portion in the age to come. Now let's go to our reading from the New Testament. We are reading from the first epistle of John, chapter 4, verses 1 through 21. Test the Spirits. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. And this is the end of our reading from the New Testament from the first epistle of John. John underscores the importance of testing all teachers with the scriptures. He recognizes that doctrines that oppose the truth of the gospel are doctrines of demons in 1st Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 and therefore he says test the spirits for they are influencing the false prophets and teachers in 1st John chapter 4 verse 1 John starts with testing what they are being taught about Jesus if they teach that Jesus is anything less than god incarnate the unique son of god the second person of the trinity they are influenced by the spirit of antichrist John has great confidence that believers have the spirit of truth They will recognize error and thereby overcome he that is in the world the spirit of antichrist the teachings of the spirit of antichrist will be popular with the unbelieving world those who are able to hear the spirit of truth and turn from the spirit of error can only do so because of god's gracious power believers who have the word of god and the spirit of god have the ability to discern but this capacity to discern cannot lie dormant discernment must be exercised just as the spirit of god ministers truth in 1 john chapter 4 verses 1 through 6 so the spirit of god ministers love in 1 john chapter 4 verses 7 through 13 god gives evidence of his love in that he saw our greatest need and sent his son to execute his plan of redemption he brings about our reconciliation to himself through the person and work of his son who lives and dies as our substitute. Jesus Christ offers Himself to provide the propitiation for our sins, turning away God's wrath against sin, removing our sins from view, and guaranteeing His delight in us as we are hid in His own righteousness. Another test of authentic Christian faith is that true Christians will confess that Jesus is the unique Son of God. The evidence of authentic Christian faith Will be the believers ongoing disposition of trust and reliance upon christ the believer has confidence in the day of judgment only because they have been joined to the lord in full identification as he is so are we in this world first john chapter 4 verse 17 for us to live is christ philippians chapter 1 verse 21 this revelation of love in the perfection of christ and his finished work of redemption casts out all fear First John chapter 4 verse 18. True Christians will love God because He first loved us. In First John chapter 4 verse 19, while we were His enemies, He died for us. See Romans chapter 5 verses 6 through 11. Another proof of authentic faith will be our love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. In First John chapter 4 verse 20 and chapter 3 verse 14, this is His commandment. In First John chapter 4 verse 21. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And now we move on to our next stop in our Bible reading tour to the Bible's songbook, the book of Psalms, Psalm 123, verses 1 through 4. And reading Psalm 123 will be Peter Healy. Our eyes look to the Lord our God. Psalm 123 To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maidservant to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God, till he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than enough of the scorn of those who are at ease, of the contempt of the proud. Thank you, Peter. This is another Song of Ascent. Psalms 120 through 134 are the Songs of Ascents. Pilgrims sing these songs while going up to Jerusalem. The pilgrims look up to the city of God as they approach it it is a reminder that we are to be ever looking up to the Lord. To you I lift up my eyes. Psalm 123, verse 1. The eyes of the believer look beyond the present circumstances and the earthly cities and destinations to the one who is enthroned in the heavens, the sovereign God of all grace. What does the look signify? The look signifies faith. As the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress so our eyes look to the lord our god this implies the dependence of faith we look to the god whom we serve knowing that he is the one who will provide all we need by his hand and we can rest assured that he will be gracious to us in psalm 123 verse 2 the believer looks to the lord with the submission of faith the servant is submissive to his master The maid is submitted to the will of her mistress and ready to obey her commands. The believer looks to the Lord with the discipline of faith. Our own souls, our mind, emotions, will, and conscience are often occupied with the daily troubles of life. The discipline of faith looks away from all that would cause a soulish reaction. Faith will focus on the sufficiency of God's grace. And now for our final stop in our Bible reading tour today, we go to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 29, verses 2 through 4. When the righteous increase, the people rejoice, but when the wicked rule, the people groan. He who loves wisdom makes his father glad, but a companion of prostitutes squanders his wealth. By justice a king builds up the land, but he who exacts gifts tears it down. We should abhor sinful corruption and watch for it in ourselves. Do we rejoice in righteousness and groan over wickedness? The spirit of the world would have us do the opposite. Do we handle our finances and possessions as good stewards of God's grace? Are we influenced to judge people unfairly? As we pray for truth and justice to prevail in our land, let us be sure that it is prevailing in our own behavior let's pray in the light of what we have just read father we see in both the old and new testaments that the spirit of antichrist is at work in the world we ask that you keep us on high alert and ready to deal with lies and deceptions that would assault our minds we thank you for your many provisions for the strengthening of our souls for the fight thank you for your word your spirit your angels and the testimony and fellowship of our brothers and sisters in christ Keep us from becoming dull through any form of spiritual compromise. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. How wonderful it is to have the Word of God to give us this perspective on all of life. We can have confidence in the love of God that has offered us forgiveness of sins, the presence of the Holy Spirit in the present moments, and hope for the future, even as Daniel was given the assurance of his future life in the kingdom. After his death. And remember that greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Tomorrow we will move on to the minor prophets, mindful that they are not of minor importance, only minor in size. You will find that we will go through them rather quickly due to their smaller size. They will be prophesying primarily to the people of Judah, both before and after the Babylonian exile. And I know from my personal experience that there are many take home lessons from reading the minor prophets sometimes referred to as the Twelve. You can memorize the first five of the Twelve with the sentence, Having Jesus always offers joy. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, and Jonah. And after the first five, we will learn the following seven prophets with the sentence, My new happy zookeeper hosts zebra manicures. That's an unforgettable picture for you. Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, zephaniah haggai zechariah and malachi thankfully we have a few more weeks to become more familiar with those prophets and to memorize their order in the minor Prophet sequence if you have any questions or comments you are always welcome to contact us by email by writing podcast at newlife.org and if you would like to receive a written copy with illustrations of our commentary on each day's reading you can subscribe by going to our website newlife.org. Father, I pray that you will abundantly bless our hearers, our Bible reading community, and that we will grow in the grace and the knowledge of our living Savior. May God bless you this day with his peace. Shalom.